What's up, everyone? Good morning, and once again, welcome to our online Water's Edge Sunday morning worship experience. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today and tuning in. For those of you that continue to like and share these messages with your circle of influence, thank you so very much for doing that. People are tuning in from all over the place, and it's helping people continue to do that. Also, once again, for those of you that continue to worship with us online through generosity and giving, maybe meeting our new $10 challenge, thank you so very much for doing that. You allow us to help more people, love more people, feed more people, and serve more people. Continue to worship with us through giving and through generosity. When you love something, you give. John 3:16. the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And we love God and we love what Jesus is doing through his church. And so we give back so as a church we can help people, love people, feed people, shelter people, and serve people. And show people the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament book of Isaiah, God is asking this question almost like a job interview question. He says, who can I send? Who is going to go out for me? Who is going to go out into the world and talk about my love? Who is going to take the message of forgiveness, the message of my love, the message of a relationship with me, and who's going to share this message with the world? Who's going to go for me, and who can I send? And then Isaiah speaks up and says, Here am I, Lord. You can send me. I'm willing. I'm available. You can send me out to people that are hurting. I'm going to share your message. You can send me out to people that are broken. I'm going to share your message. You can send me out to people that are empty on the inside and they need your love and I'm going to share your message. If you're looking for someone to send, here am I. I'm available. Send me. You have to understand something that as people who know Jesus and follow Jesus, that we're all ambassadors and representatives of Jesus Christ. We want to show this world the love of God and the love of Jesus. But let's also say this today. Let's say that you're excited about sharing the message of God's love with people that are hurting, but you want to find a church to be a part of that allows you and helps you share the message of God's love that makes you feel comfortable, in a way that makes you feel effective, in a way that makes you feel feel like you're not turning people away from God and let's say that you would like to ask that church a question maybe like a job interview question something like this what is this church all about what's the heart of this church what's the vision of this church what's the direction and the mission of this church why does this church exist because we're not just here to be like everyone else and we're not just here to do what everyone else does and so what's the heartbeat of this place What's the heartbeat of this gathering? What's the heartbeat of this assembly? What's our purpose? What's our mission? And what's our vision? And so today we begin a brand new series, and this series is called The Job Interview. Have you ever been so excited about something, so anxious about something, so interested in something, or have you ever been so curious about something, so consumed by something that has happened, or something that you've learned, or something that you've heard, or something that you've experienced in this life, and you just couldn't wait to talk about it. You just couldn't wait to share that news with someone else. Or let's say that something good has happened to you or something amazing has happened to you or something new or something challenging has happened to you and you just have this desire to talk about it. We do this all the time with so many different things. We cannot wait to talk about our favorite TV series and the finale and how it 
ended. We cannot wait to talk about that hilarious story that happened to us and we just can't stop laughing about it. We cannot wait to talk about the great news that we just got from the doctor or the great news that we just got from the job or the latest bad news that we just got or the latest juicy gossip that we just got or that deep struggle that we're going through and we just need to help with it from someone else. We love to talk about these things or something encouraging has happened to me or something devastating has happened to me or something great has happened to me or something confusing has happened to me or something life-changing has happened to me. And when this happens, we have this urge to talk about it. We have this urge to talk it up. And when we do, this is something that we quickly, quickly realize. And notice this today. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Good news and bad news always travel faster than routine news. And this is what I mean by that. We love to talk about what's extremely positive or what's extremely negative, but we hardly ever talk about what's extremely routine. We love to talk about what's bad news, and we love to talk about what's good news, but we rarely like to talk about what's just ordinary news. We talk about the extremes. If it's extremely good, amazing, awesome, we talk about it. If it's extremely difficult or horrible or bad or awful, we talk about it, but we rarely ever have a desire to talk about the ordinary or the routine. In Luke chapter 7, Jesus runs across this funeral possession and there's this lady who's a widow. And so she's already been through deep heartache in life, but now her young son has passed away and her young son has died. And so obviously she's devastated. And the text says that Jesus feels this overwhelming emotion for her because she's been through so much in life and she just lost her son after being a widow. And so Jesus stops the funeral procession and he raises this young boy from the dead. And then this happens, Luke chapter 7, verses 16 through 17. And notice this. Great fear swept the crowd. And they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. Now that word fear in the Greek is a loaded word. It has all these different types of meanings, kind of like the English word leaves. Like the kids love to play during the fall time in the leaves. They love to go out into the yard and play in the leaves outside. Or in the mornings, my dad leaves for work. It's a, it's a loaded word. Same word can mean different things. Well, this word fear in this passage is a loaded word and it doesn't mean that they were scared of Jesus. And it doesn't mean that they were frightened of Jesus. And it doesn't mean they had this awful fear in their heart of God or this awful fear in their heart of Jesus. It meant that what they just saw Jesus do, it shocked them. They were dismayed. It meant that they were probably just shocked and startled and astounded about what Jesus just did. What did he do? He just resurrected a boy from the dead. And so they were shocked and astounded, kind of like they were in awe. Like when the Bible says to worship God in fear and trembling, it doesn't mean to worship God because you're scared of him. It means like you worship God like you're astounded by him, like you're in awe. He's so amazing that, that you're like in shock in his presence, but you're not scared of him because God is love and love has nothing to do with punishment. What happened was this. It says that when fear swept the crowd, it says that they started to spread the news about Jesus all over the region. That meant that something amazing happened that astounded them. It shocked them. Something extraordinary had happened and they saw it and they experienced it. And after that, they just had to talk it up because it says the news spread about Jesus through the whole region. And 
And so today we're in this new series called The Job Interviews, so we can talk it up. And the purpose of this series is to help us understand how you and I can take action together, how we can take action together to show our community the love of God, the grace of Jesus Christ, how a relationship with Jesus Christ can change their life, how it can help them experience the love of God. And also on a more simple note, we could say this series is about this. I love my church. I love what God is doing in my church. And I want to talk to people about my church and about what God is doing in my life. I love my church. I love what God is doing in my church and in my life. And I just want to figure out how to talk to people about it. I want to talk it up. I was in the small neighborhood Walmart the other day, downtown. And as I was looking for some boxes of macaroni and cheese for the kids, there was this lady in there on the phone and I could tell she was really excited and she was getting some good news and she was kind of looking around because she was talking really loudly. She was so excited. And when she hung off the phone, she looked around and I could tell she was looking for someone to talk to and I was the only person there. So she just started talking to me. She goes, oh, I just got the best news. My daughter was deployed to South Korea and she's coming back home next week and I'm so excited. And I said, man, praise God. That's awesome. Very simple example, but this is what was going on. She just got some amazing news and she couldn't help it. She had to talk about it. She had to tell someone. And on that day, that someone happened to be me because she just had that urge to talk about what this amazing thing was going on in her life. When something is meaningful in your life, when you love something, when something makes you emotional, then we naturally want to share that with other people. We naturally want to talk about it with other people. And so this series is going to be a little bit different. As we go through this short series as a church, this is what I want us to do. I want us to learn how to look for intentional opportunities to share God's love with people and to talk about what God is doing in our church with people. That way they may want to come attend with you and experience what God is doing in your life and what God is doing in our church and maybe God can do that in their life too. Now all throughout the narrative of the New Testament not only are we called to follow Jesus in faith with our life but we're also called to do a few other things. The first thing that we're called to do is this we're called to imitate Jesus Christ. Notice what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 33 through 34 he goes I too try to please everyone in everything that I do. I don't just do what is best for me I do what is best for others so that they may be saved so that many may be rescued by Jesus and you should imitate me just as I imitate Jesus Christ right here the missionary Paul says I don't live for myself I live to love other people I live to help other people and the way I do that is I show other people Jesus and the way I show other people Jesus and the way I show other people the love of Jesus is by imitating Jesus. So not only are you and I called to follow Jesus, but we're also called to imitate Jesus, which means we want to love like Jesus loved. We want to pray like Jesus prayed. We want to worship like Jesus worshiped. We want to accept people. We want to feed people. We want to give grace to people. We want to welcome people. We want to help people. We want to encourage people. We want to lift people up just like Jesus Christ. We are here today to follow Jesus, but we're also here to imitate Jesus. Something else that we try to do as followers of Jesus Christ is this, and notice this, we want to create a positive picture of Jesus in this world instead of a negative one. I don't want to be a part of a movement anymore 
that paints a negative picture of Jesus to this world. Notice this verse in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Notice what Jesus says to you and I, his disciples. You're the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. As a disciple of Jesus Christ and the life of a disciple, it's like this. In our life, it's like we're a light in the dark room. We're surrounded by the darkness of depression. We're surrounded by the darkness of addiction. We're surrounded by the darkness of heartache. We're surrounded by the darkness of loneliness and the darkness of discouragement and the darkness of grief and the darkness of anguish and the darkness of doubt and the darkness of inner pain in our soul. And you and I are called to shine like a light in the midst of all this darkness. And Jesus said that we're called to be seen and watched and investigated by this world to the point where when they see our good deeds, when the world sees our good deeds, when the community sees our good deeds, when the hurting people around us see our good deeds, when the neighborhood sees our good deeds, and that becomes visible, when our good deeds become visible, when we live our life in such a way to where they watch us and they investigate us and they see how we live just like Jesus Christ it makes it visible to people who are watching and the reason why it needs to be visible is because people are watching not to see if God is real people are watching to see if you are real people are watching to see if I'm real people are not investigating you and I to see if God is really out there deep down in their soul they have that hum in their spirit that lets them know they can't deny there's a God out there they're not watching us to see if God is real. They're watching you and I to see if our faith is real, to see if our integrity is real, to see if our character is real, but most of all to see if our love is real. And once they do see that Jesus is real and that we're real, what do they do? They glorify God in heaven instead of growing cynical and just labeling the church as a bunch of hypocrites. The next thing we're called to do is to talk about how important our faith is to Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 10 verses 13 through 15 for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be rescued or saved but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him and how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him and how can they hear about him unless someone tells them and how will anyone go and tell them unless they're being sent this is why the scriptures say how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news right here the missionary Paul says that everyone needs to hear about the love of God and God wants to rescue everyone God loves everyone everyone and he wants to have a relationship with everyone it doesn't matter who they are where they've been what they look like what they've done what's in their past God loves everyone and he's actively pursuing everyone but people have to believe first but they cannot believe first until they hear and they can't hear unless someone tells them and no one can tell them unless someone is being sent that's why in the Old Testament God says who can I send and Isaiah says I'm available, send me. And that's what we say today too. God, people need to hear about your love. People are hurting, people are struggling, people are lonely, people are empty, people are broken. They need to hear about your love. Who's gonna go? Who can God send? I'm willing, I'm available, send me. And so we have to talk about it. Simply put, sometimes you and I see opportunities in our life to share with other people about the love of God. And one of the easiest ways 
ways to do that. If you've ever wondered, how can I share God with other people? How can I talk about how important my relationship with Jesus is to me with other people? How can I let people know that a relationship with Jesus and his love can change their life? What's the easiest way I can do that? This is how, and notice this today, if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Talk with others about how much you enjoy your church and how it helps you connect with God because that may be something that they're looking for in their life too. And so because of all that, let me quickly remind you why you should talk about our church because let me quickly remind you of our vision as a church, our heart as a church, our mission as a church, who we are, what we love, and why we do what we do. And so first of all, here's our vision statement. And notice this today. The water's edge exists. We are here today to creatively tear down walls between God and people who've been made to feel far away from God. We could put it this way. We exist to creatively become a church that people who feel far away from God love to come to. Let me explain it like this. We want to be a church that makes it easier for you to invite your friends to who haven't been to church in a long time. We want to be a church that makes it easier for you to invite your friends to who've been hurt by church, who've been hurt by religion, who've been turned off by bad Christians and bad beliefs, or maybe they just been made to feel that they're not good enough for God. Maybe the world has made them feel that way or maybe they're just hurting and they're confused and they don't know much about God. We exist to be that church that you can invite your hurting friends to and not be embarrassed when they come, not be embarrassed when they attend with you because we will love all over them and we will do that in a creative and a loving way. Or let me say it this way. We exist to become a church that reaches people who haven't been to church in a long time. And that means this. We're not just doing church for people who already believe, but we're also doing church for people who are not here yet. We're also doing church for people who are not here yet. The reason why Jesus told the story of the lost sheep is because God is preoccupied with those who aren't here yet. The reason why Jesus told the story of the lost coin is because God is preoccupied with those who aren't here yet. The reason why Jesus told the story of the lost prodigal son is because God is preoccupied with the missing, with those who are not here yet. And so... If you want to talk about your church, if you're excited about your church, here's also a list of values about the Water's Edge. These are things that we deeply value. And these are also great talking points with other people about your church and about what Jesus is doing in your life through your church. The first thing is this. We're a come-as-you-are church. You don't have to clean up your act first before you come here. You don't have to change your life first before you come here. You don't even have to believe first before you come here. You you don't have to keep a bunch of religious rules before you come here. You don't have to keep a bunch of religious rules once you come here. You don't have to meet a certain dress code. We have people here in three-piece suits. We have people here in shorts and flip-flops. We have people here with mohawks. We have people here with tattoos. We have people here who just wear scrubs. We have people here who come in Nomex. It doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, where you've been. You, we are a come-as-you-are church. We come to Jesus just as we are, and then he changes those areas in our life that need to change. And so the church of Jesus Christ should be the same way. Come just as you are. God will do the rest. 
The second thing about our values is this. We're a practical life application church and that means this very simply. We're not just going to teach you the Bible and we're not just going to teach you facts and information from the Bible. We're going to teach you how to live the Bible. We're going to teach you how to apply the Bible to your everyday life. What you learn on Sundays and Wednesdays and at prayer meetings what you learn is going to help you the rest of the week. And so we don't teach the Bible to people. We teach people how to live the Bible because that is discipleship. Many people left the church a long time ago because the church was not speaking in their language. The priest was preaching in Latin. The choir was singing songs from the 1700s. The congregation was running around speaking in tongues. And nobody knew what anyone was talking about. We are a come-as-you-are church, a practical life. Life Application Church, we take the Bible and we apply it to our everyday personal life so you can live it in your everyday personal life and that's how your life changes. The next thing about our values is this. We try to create an atmosphere that is welcoming and accepting. No matter who you are, no matter who you are, no matter what people have told you, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what other people say about you, you are always welcome at the water's edge no matter what we want this to be a place when you walk through the doors that you feel loved and welcomed the next thing about our values is this we feed and we serve over and over and over again we believe in doing good for the world because that lets our light shine we believe in doing good for the neighborhood because that causes our light to shine we believe in doing good for the community we believe in doing good for the hungry we believe in doing good for the poor we believe in doing good for the homeless we believe in doing good for the addict we believe in doing good for the hurting we believe in doing good for the broken and the lonely and the suffering and that causes our light to shine shine and when our light shines people glorify God in heaven the next thing about our values is this we want to make disciples not just church attenders we all want to help each other grow together and follow Jesus Christ together and live the word of God together and imitate Jesus together and that is discipleship somebody may ask the question Tony why and how did the early disciples reach so many people for Jesus that were so unfamiliar with Jesus? Why and how did the early disciples create this Jesus movement with a bunch of people who had never even heard about Jesus before? This is how, and notice this today. God did something amazing among them. They experienced it firsthand, and then they talked it up, and they welcomed and invited people into their gatherings. So here's the challenge I want to give you. If you love what God is doing in your life, and if you love what God is doing in your church and in your life at your church, then talk it up. But I'm not just going to give you that challenge. I'm going to give you the opportunity. So in-house, we're going to allow you to write something down. We're going to give you choices that we would like you to choose what's going to be our next two series topics. The series topic that gets the most votes will be our next series. The series topic that gets the second most votes will be the series that we start right after that. And I'm about to give you a list of topics to choose from. So if you're in-house, you're going to get to vote in-house. But if you're listening online, we would ask that you, you vote in the comment section. What's going to be the most popular um, series topic that you would like to learn about for the next two series? 
the most popular votes is going to be the next one. The second most popular votes will be the one that we start right after that. And these are the topics. And then once we decide, once this series is over, we're going to give you a bunch of social media invites for you to send out to your friends and your circle of influence so you can talk it up. So you can talk about what God is doing in your life and in your church and in your life at your church. So here's the series topics that we can choose from. And like I said, if you're listening online, just vote in the comment section. Number one, how to deal with sincere doubts about my faith. Number two, how to deal with loneliness. Number three, how to deal with mental illness. Number four, how to love, forgive, and set boundaries with people who have hurt you. And number five, how to heal from relationship heartbreak. And all those are listed. And so, once again, we'll take the next couple of weeks to vote. The topic that gets the most votes will be the next series. The topic that gets the second most votes will be the second series. And so, as we do this, as a church, we can talk it up. God says, who can I send? Who's going to go out into the world and talk about my love? Almost like a job interview. And this is when we show up and we say, I'm willing, I'm available, here am I, send me. How do I do that? Man, I'm a part of this amazing church that does these amazing things. And God's doing some great things in my life. Come hang out with me. I'd love for you to experience that too. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so very much for letting God's love go forth through you and through our church. We cannot wait to see you back next week. Now stay tuned for an amazing time of worship with the Water's Edge Band.